in now. Here's your host. Hello and welcome to Cindy's Celebrity Corner, the Rosh Hashanah special. For those of you who aren't Jewish, this is a very special time of the year for Jews, but everything we're going to be sharing on the next couple of shows, you can enjoy whether or not it's quality foods, recipes, uh, wines and liqueurs, and just positive vibes as we change seasons, go back to school. Some of us go back to work. Others are revamping routines as the seasons change, the weather changes, the days become shorter. But we don't let that stop us from having a good time. Because our guests are really sharing lots of information, I'm going to keep my welcoming words very short, very to the point. So welcome in to our Rosh Hashanah special on Cindy's Celebrity Corner. Hi, I'm Kevin Sorbo, and I always listen to Cindy's Celebrity Corner, along with the amazing Cindy Gross. Welcome back to Cindy's Celebrity Corner, and... Joining us now is a celebrity chef, a cookbook author, and she has a unique twist to the high holidays, fall entertaining, healthy entertaining, mommy entertaining, Vatel Gershowitz, thank you so much for joining Cindy's Celebrity Corner. Thank you for having me. What a pleasure. Thank you. Well, I'm always impressed with how you make vegetarians satisfied and like make them feel special with their food. Your recipes and many of them are so easy to follow your presentations. And I love the fact that you really emphasize healthy eating for young children and start them young, liking quality, healthy foods so that that's their treat. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. Not, it's not running for the heavily processed, high sugar, heavy processed food. It, it's really good stuff. So tell us a little bit about how you got started into this. Yes, we are talking about real food over here. Uh, well, I come from a house where uh, there was always warm meals. My mom uh is married to a Moroccan. My father is Moroccan. He was born and raised in Morocco. My mom is Iraqian. So I grew up into a very, very vibrant kitchen. And although it was far from vegan or vegetarian, there was always uh, real food. Um, I don't recall growing up eating a lot of sugars or processed food. There was always just a really warm uh, and very inviting and comforting meals waiting for us as, as kids. And this is something that I knew I want to give my kids as well. And over the years, after I had kids, uh, one of them um, was in the NICU for about 30 days or so. And I had to change my whole diet. I had to go from a regular Moroccan who loves meat and chicken and stews and lamb and beef and obviously eating eggs and everything uh, to something that I had to to nourish my body in a different way that I didn't know before. 
so I gave more uh, room and respect to ingredients that were always underneath my nose, like in my counter. I just didn't treat them as the uh, the star of the show. For instance, uh, almonds. And for instance, um, uh, now we have chia seeds, hemp seeds, all the nut butters and all the things that have so much protein. Tahini, the, the queen of, you know, all nut butters. So it was always there, but we treated them just like just another condiment or something. But then the more I realized that my body needs to get strengthened in order to raise these twins in a healthy way, I got fascinated with the fact that, wow, this plant-based food is very, very inspiring to me. And I love challenges in the kitchen. And I just started to experiment on the uh, Meatless Monday. I found it so exciting and I said, okay, let's try Meatless Monday and, and it was great. And then slowly, slowly I said, okay, let's expand it more. Let's do Meatless Wednesday or Thursday. And eventually and gradually six years after uh, today, I am doing uh, six days a week, if not even seven days a week, we are a hundred percent plant-based uh, I cook everything that has to do with lentils, grains, legumes, a lot of vegetables, a lot of fruits. Um, but at the same time, so I'm talking about very wholesome meals because a lot of people think, oh, vegans or vegetarians, they don't have what to eat. They only eat, you know, those grains and things. And I am the living proof that you can literally make for your family every day a pot of warm meals uh, that are very, very satisfying. That's how I got to it. So we have to ask, because we do have the high holidays coming up, and you do have a huge non-Jewish following as well because your food is so appetizing when, watching you, uh, Thank you. prepare it and uh, your presentations. So we have to ask you, you have Shabbos, you have Yantav, everybody else is worried about how many briskets to make. <laughs> How do you satisfy your family? So I'll be honest and say that I'm not very, very extreme when it comes to the vegan or vegetarian diet. I do keep the traditional way I grew up. And once in a while, I would make, you know, things that are not vegan, for instance, for the holiday. However, people who do come to me to eat at my house, they're like, we actually want the vegan and vegetarian because we are, they're not sick of the beef because everybody loves beef and meat, but they're like, we want a change. We want to learn how you can be really, really uh, satisfied if you're sitting on somebody else's table and there's no meat on the table. What would you serve? So I would do uh, like cauliflower steak. I would do butternut squash boats that has bulgur in it or quinoa. I would do a really um, nourishing couscous stew. There are many, many ways to serve a crowd with the whole wheat pasta and, and things that are fancy, actually. So I think it's more of the mindset that we, we have that if there is no like um, animal protein, there is no what to eat. But uh, the more people get into the kitchen and ex experience with um with real ingredients that we have, I think the options are endless, actually. So what do you tell people who, like, want to come over and they start to question, like, dessert? What's a typical delicious dessert from Batel? 
So um, I am known to be not a dessert person. I'm very into spicy Moroccan food, less on the sweet side. But I have a couple of things that are uh, very, very exciting. For instance, my chocolate muffins that are gluten-free and vegan. So these are very unique. And baking in the vegan world is actually very challenging because you don't have eggs. And if, if you don't have eggs, you're like, okay, how am I, how am I going to bind these ingredients together? So uh, I actually wrote a whole cookbook about it, Eggless Possibilities. That's how I got into it. You um, answered my next question to you. So go on. Yes. <laughs> Tell us about the desserts. Yes. So uh, if, you, if you would come to me, I can definitely do a chocolate pie. That is actually not even baked. It is raw. It would uh, consist of uh, coconut um, condensed milk and some uh, dark chocolate and uh, with uh, coconut cream on top. I think there are really, really amazing ways to to enjoy clean eating uh, without uh, eggs or anything. But again, I think that my muffins became very uh, familiar and famous. I came up with some really incredible, healthy, healthy, healthy uh, uh, muffins last year when it was Thanksgiving. And I was going to share them with my crowd on my Instagram and Facebook and on my website. But they were so incredible to me because if you go to the store today and you buy gluten-free muffins or cakes or whatever, I found, unfortunately, they're not necessarily healthy. They're loaded with sugars. And they have so many weird starches because they don't have the flour. They're just replacing with other ingredients Correct. that, in my opinion, they defeat the whole purpose of eating healthy. Just eat a regular cake. That's what I think. So um, homemade and home-baked goods that are actually really good, to me, it's a winner. This is something that I feed my kids every single day. I have babies and I have, you know, my husband and everything. And I, I want to give them things that can nourish their bodies. And I make it a few times a week. Um, so I said to myself, I'm actually going to sell them. And I never intended in my whole career of food to sell food because I'm here more to educate and to teach people and to share my real passion of cooking and less standing in the kitchen and cater food. It is, it is less of my passion, although I have so many people asking me, can you make a salad? Can you make this and that? Because they do find it a little bit, you know, unique from other regular kosher worlds. Um, and I started to sell them last year and it was a tremendous heat, especially my uh, pumpkin muffins and then my chocolate muffins and then blueberry muffins. Now I stopped a little bit because I just gave birth, but I can tell you that moist chocolate muffins that are gluten-free and vegan, you're not going to find it so much anywhere else. So I would say these. You also are very famous for an eggless challah. Tell us about that. So it's actually interesting. My mom, uh, she's actually a big baker. I'm not. She's a baker. And most of the things that you do, you bake with eggs. But her challah is actually eggless. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I wrote a cookbook about eggless possibilities. And I put her recipes, her recipe of challah, which is eggless to, to begin with. But it, it is even more healthy because it is from spelt flour. And the spelt flour from a regular flour uh, point of view, it is a little bit more on the drier side. 
uh, it has more protein, it has more fiber, it has more uh, nourish ingredients to offer. And still this highlight is very, very moist. And, and again, I think that the more I, I share with the world, I am here to show the people that you can have such beautiful diet and life without eggs, without animal products. And I'm not extreme. I do eat, I do go to restaurants and I eat once in a while things that I, I do not cook necessarily at home because I do kind of like I would call it balance or anything like that. But um, my, my, my real diet consists of plants and, and all that stuff, which we're really inspired by. And anybody who knows Vardell knows she just had a baby. She always is glamorous and dressed to the nine and always looks healthy and her skin is always glowing. And it's probably because you're not eating all these processed foods. So we have to get into teaching your classes. I believe you teach uh, classes on your own, but I think you do some stuff also with kosher.com. So most of the things I do on my own, I started very small. I started with just uh, sharing recipes on my uh, Facebook page and on my Instagram. And gradually people approached me and said, can we do, um, can we do classes just before the pandemic? And we did so many um, classes in schools here in Miami, Florida, uh, all around in Bell Harbor. And um, it was amazing. It was amazing. And then the pandemic uh, came and we had to move to Zoom classes. And what I loved about this era of time, which is uh, funny enough, is that people were in quarantine for such a long time and they were going crazy. They're like bored of everything. People cannot watch TV anymore and people cannot see even their loved ones, like their families. Some people are in Canada and the the... The kids are in Miami or New York, and people have not been seeing each other for a long time. So the Zoom was a solution for so many things. And then one day, a girl, she approached me and she said, listen, my mom, she has a birthday, and we want to do something amazing for her, and we don't know what. So we thought maybe you can do a Zoom class for us because my mom, she loves uh, cooking and baking and that kind of stuff. Maybe you can be our... A virtual instructor, the whole family would be on the Zoom and uh, you can teach us for like an hour and a half or so. We, all of us, there were like maybe five, six kids, I don't know. We're going to make the same dish. My parents are going to stand behind the camera. They're going to make the same dish that you're going to teach us and it's going to be amazing. And you know what? It was incredible. And we kept doing more and more Zoom classes to different, you know, crowds uh, in England and in New York and many places. Uh, New Jersey. And this Rosh Hashanah 2021, I'm back at uh, frontal um, classes. I have three events coming up here in Florida uh, that we're going to do. Uh, and people are super excited to to see something different, I would say. Because when people ask me, Vatel, what should we put on the menu? I say we all know how to bake chicken in the oven and we all know how to throw salmon in the oven let's make something different you know if you're gonna do salmon with uh, honey mustard and apples and all that yummy stuff everybody knows it let's bring something different so we're gonna do things like um uh spelt flour eggless honey cake that is actually healthy and good for you that is not loaded with two cups of sugar and one cup of honey 
and regular flour and who knows what else. So we're, we're going to do real nourishing food, which I'm so excited about. So we have to get that honey uh, recipe. We'll put it on our website as well, and we'll share it through our social media because, you know, everybody's going to question me about that. Sure, sure. What is the typical sukkah meal in your house? Um, so when it's sukkah, I would do really things that are um, easy to eat. I would do a lot of fresh salads, a lot of fresh salads, because you sit in the sukkah and you don't want food that is heavy, especially here when it is pretty hot. So I would do just different salads, like big salads, and we eat tofu. I've learned how to master the tofu. It has so many misconceptions, how to eat it and and why to eat it and why not to eat it. But we love it as a, as a beautiful plant-based source of protein for us. We buy the organic kind, the non-GMO stuff. And uh, I, I would do just grilled tofu in pesto, maybe, um, on, on a bed of uh, rice, brown rice noodles and, and maybe soy sauce or something. And just really fresh salads and for sure eggless challah, a lot of Moroccan dips like baba ganoush, tahini. I would do eggplant boats that have tahini on top and parsley and um, pomegranates, things like that, fresh. Is it hard to get ingredients to be kosher, vegetarian, and eggless? (laughs) You know what? That's what actually inspired me to write my cookbook because when I got into the uh, vegan world, I was like, okay, let's make uh, lentil patties for tonight. And I would bind all these ingredients and they would not bind. And then I realized, oh, you have to, to add more flour. You have to add more breadcrumbs. You have to add more things in order to bind it. And I was so frustrated. I was like, it not only doesn't bind, but I feel like I'm just eating uh, a cement that has so much gluten in it and so much stuff that for me defeats the whole purpose of eating those yummy lentils. And because I'm so passionate about my kitchen, I just went and experimented until I found a really, really, really unique way to bind food. And the more it was unique to me, I said, I have to put it on a book. I literally sat and wrote a book for over two and a half years. Uh, and this book is very, very unique uh, compared to other books. First of all, it is 100% kosher because it is vegan. There's no animal products in it. And also the book does not have what a typical book has. Like many books, you have a salad, you have poultry, you have fish, you have desserts, you have this and that. In this book, I actually teach a method, how to bind anything you can dream of. You want to bind a black bean burger. You want to bind corn fritters, whatever comes to mind. You see this vegetable and you're like, how can I make a burger or a patty out of it? I'm here teaching you the the technique that is clean eating, gluten-free, good for you, full of iron, and and fiber and what can you ask for more i mean it is baked you don't have to use any oil it is everybody's if if somebody really wants to follow a healthy diet that does not have oil or gluten or eggs not that eggs are not healthy i mean you know everybody have their own uh, approach about it but what i'm saying is if you want ingredients that are not animal uh based this is a wow a wow thing and i was very passionate about it i said i have to write a cookbook about it. 
How do your kids' friends respond when they come to your house and they're not eating like, you know, Oreo cookies and Laffy Taffy all day? Uh, they know. Everybody knows, actually. Uh, my kids are very, very uh, educated when it comes to these kind of things. We do not enter the house with, uh, I'm sorry, but I, I call it really garbage. I call it garbage. It is uh, all those candies and all those food coloring and all that kind of stuff. It is just something that my kids know we do not put in our pantry. So when kids come to us, we actually make fun things. I would make for them pancakes uh, from oats and uh, loaded with berries and raspberries. Or I would do a sorbet from mangoes or banana swirl and, and things like that. I would really teach them and show them. And by the way, I did teach in a couple of schools um, teenagers how to meal prep healthier ingredients. And to me, it was so uh, valuable to take these young kids and teach them otherwise, you know, that you can really enjoy a fruit in, in, in just a little bit of an elevated way and you can make a whole beautiful feast out of it. Well, speaking of feast, we're so happy you're here right before so many of our feasts and we have to have you back because we really need to talk about portion control with you and nutrition and all that because there are so many misconceptions and you are the example of healthy eating and looking gorgeous. Thank Please you. Please tell everybody where they can find you. Um, I am basically in most of the social media platforms. You can find me on my Instagram for sure at Battelle Gershowitz or Battelle's Kitchen. Uh, you can find me right there or my Facebook page, Battelle's Kitchen as well. And my website, of course, battelskitchen.com. And also, I'm really, really, really working hard on my YouTube channel. So there's going to be a really vibrant YouTube channel. It is already exists, so people are welcome to go and follow. But I'm working on really delicious and very, very healthy um, uh, recipes that I'm going to be sharing in the next coming weeks. I've been working on this project for a while now. I already have tons of recipes to share. So um, my YouTube is going to be another huge uh, opportunity for people to get inspired. Eggless Possibilities is the book. Batel Gershowitz, thank you so much for joining Cindy's Celebrity Corner. Thank you, Cindy. It was an honor. Thanks. Bye. Hi, this is Donnie Most, and I always enjoy listening to Cindy's Celebrity Corner with Cindy Gross. Welcome back to Cindy's Celebrity Corner. I am your host, Cindy Gross. Joining us now is one of our uh, favorite contributors, uh, one of our uh, most requested guests, because everybody always uh, you know, writes to Cindy's Celebrity Corner and asks, what's the best red wine with a meal or white wine or where can I get, the, you know, Bartonora Moscato? And of course, we go to our guy, Gabe Geller from Royal Wines. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you, Cindy, for uh, uh, hosting me uh, yet again. I thought you were tired of me. <laughs> we never get tired of you. I really have had a lot of requests because a lot of people are seeing a brand new products out of your company. And it's mm -hmm. now the change of seasons. For the Jews, it's the peak of their high holidays and entertaining. We probably make more than, we, you know, we prepare more than 100 meals. 
easily uh, during the next month. And for our non-Jewish friends, they're entertaining as they get into their Halloween adult parties and uh, businesses get back to work. So everybody, you know, Royal Wines has something for everyone. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you know, it's always uh, it's always entertaining for me a little bit, and I and and I mean that you know in in no way to offend anyone, of course, uh, who's listening to us. Uh, but you know, every time around the uh, around the holidays, like Thanksgiving and the Christmas and New Year, the end of the year, uh, we always hear, uh, you know, uh, so what are you going to make uh, for uh, Thanksgiving? Uh, what are you going to prepare? And there is a lot of preparation weeks, it's a month in advance, and a lot of stress around it. And, you know, I, I think that for us uh, who observe uh, the Sabbath and the holidays, uh, for us it's a little entertaining because we do, uh, we do big celebratory meals every single week, twice a week, Friday night and Saturday, night, uh, and Saturday lunch. And uh, it, it's, part of, it, it's part of the routine and choosing wine and which wines we're going to pair with the meals and the dishes and which dish we're going to cook. It's every single week throughout the year. Uh, on top of that, there are, of course, all the other uh, holidays like Rosh Hashanah and uh, Hanukkah and uh, Passover, etc. <laughs> so, you say that because my saddest day of the year is always the day after Simchas Torah because yeah. we have had so much partying, so much celebration, uh, so much gathering, so many family and friends that we don't see. It's always fun. Plus, to be creative in the kitchen, entertaining. Uh, it's always on a new level. And I know for myself, I challenge myself. What could I do this year that I didn't do last year? So we're getting into what is Royal Wine doing this year that they haven't done. And I know one thing that is one of the biggest food trends, kosher or not, is wine ice pops. Tell us about your product. Of course. So we've had a lot of success over the past couple of years uh, with a product that we do not produce, but we do distribute it, uh, which is called Kulu, which is our cocktails, uh, ice pops. There's like gin tonic and pina colada. And, okay. So uh, we distribute them. It's called Kulu, uh, which are... Uh, uh, Cocktails, uh, ice pops. There is a pina colada, gin tonic, and a lot of other flavors. And it's been very successful. So we, uh, we after we made the Bartonera Moscato, famous blue ball Bartonera Moscato in cans last year. Uh, now we just released uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, Bartonera Moscato, which is uh, which is which is wine ice pops. It's the Moscato in uh, in, in frozen ice pops. And they are rocking. It's absolutely amazing. It's great now. Uh, it's still hot. It's still the summer. Uh, and even as the, uh, the, the holidays are approaching, they're pretty early this year, uh, first week of September for Shoshana. Uh, so uh, it, it will still be a, a, a great item to have at your table uh, for dessert, for uh, aperitif, uh, after the meal, in the afternoon, uh, for entertaining guests, family, friends, etc. Uh, or you, or just yourself to chill. Uh, the Bartonera Froscato are really uh, a fantastic uh, way to uh, to relax and uh, and enjoy uh, the upcoming uh, celebrations. Yeah, I'll give you a little tip of uh, great entertaining uh, 
way to serve them. Use them as part of your dessert. Use the ice pop as the chilled ice with the wine and add in some frozen berries. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. So you get double, <laughs> double your Bartonara. So also you have some sparkling uh, new wine. Tell us about it. That's right. So uh, over the past three years approximately, uh, sparkling wine in general has become extremely popular in America. And I'm very happy about it because I'm a huge fan of sparkling wine. Champagne, uh, Prosecco from Italy, Cava from Spain, uh, etc. And, uh, and what we have now uh, is the Herzog Russian River Méthode Champenoise. It's the first champagne method wine uh, made by our Herzog Wine Cellars in California. Uh, made from uh, 100% Chardonnay from the Russian River uh, Viticultural Area in, uh, in Sonoma. And it's absolutely fantastic. It's a rich, uh, flavorful, and complex champagne-style uh, sparkling wine. It's an absolute must. Uh, it's a very limited edition, so it's not going to be, uh, to be easy to find. Uh, you really have to, uh, to, 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 to reserve uh, your, uh, your bottles or even your case. Uh, by your favorite retailer, uh, and it's an absolutely amazing wine. It's absolutely perfect uh, with Rosh Hashanah celebrating the, 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 the new Jewish year uh, coming ahead. Uh, it's a luxurious, uh, delicious wine. It's not cheap. It's about $60 a bowl, uh, but it's well worth it. That's, uh, you know, it's not Rosh Hashanah every day, uh, and uh, I think that's a very appropriate wine uh, to celebrate with. Well, you brought up another big trend going on in the food industry uh, due to more people entertaining at home and uh, cooking and baking and tablescaping and all that. People are buying luxurious foods and drinks. And so when you say $60 a bottle, a lot of people now are thinking, I'm not going to the restaurants and I can have that bottle with a bunch of people. It's still cheaper than if I went out. So, oh, that's true. That's true. This is a big food trend I am seeing with a lot of my uh, food uh, contributors and, and people I work with in the business. They're seeing it whether or not it's quality meats or cheeses, vegetables. They People rather spend a little more for that quality and feel like they're special, especially if we're going to go on lockdown again. And, yeah. And what do you recommend then for, I mean, discussing the cocktails and everything, Everybody still asks the number one question. What is a really good table red wine to serve that's affordable, especially with big crowds, and that is pleasing, especially if you're introducing somebody to red wine? Okay. So uh, a, fantastic, uh, a fantastic red wine that is affordable without being cheap. Uh, I, would, uh, I would really recommend uh, checking out the new Herzog Lineage Malbec. Herzog Lineage Malbec uh, it comes from California again, made by uh, Herzog Wine Stars. It's grown in the Herzog Family Estate Vineyard in Clarksburg, uh, where uh, they have a lot of different uh, grape varieties. And it's a fantastic wine to pair, for example, with short ribs, uh, with the beef stew, uh, with, uh, with lamb. Uh, it, it's, really, uh, it's really delicious, and it's only about $20 uh, a bottle. So 
perfect. And I have to tell you, cooking with these wines, because we do make a lot of meat dishes, we do make a lot of uh, roasts, really enhances a dish. Any other new wines you want to talk about? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, uh, there is a, there is a, there's a winery in Israel called uh, Shiloh. Uh, they are one of the most popular uh, Israeli wineries here uh, for many reasons. First of all, the wines are delicious, uh, but they're not just delicious. They're very consistent. People know that they can buy uh, Shiloh wines all the time and they're going to get the same quality, the same, uh, the, the same uh, not exactly the same experience every time because there is what we, what we call vintage variation. Not every year is exactly the same, uh, but there's always going to be the same quality, the same signature uh, to the wines. Now, uh, they have a new um, flagship wine, which is called the Exclusive Edition, Mosaic Exclusive Edition. Uh, and uh, it's uh, it's really perfect for uh, for a special occasion. Uh, it's going to, it, it, it's going to be really uh, uh, the type of wine you know that that you want to put away uh, to age if you are into that, or really to enjoy uh, with uh, with friends and family uh, who who appreciate wine. And uh, it's going to be uh, to be the, the talk at the table uh, because it's really uh, it's really a very special wine. Uh, and it was just awarded 95 uh, points uh, by Decanter Magazine, which is uh, arguably the most prestigious uh, wine magazine in the world. Well, you answered this question because I was going to ask you, because of the Ben & Jerry's controversy and because Israeli wines are so recognized around the world, um, mm -hmm. which wines from the Judeo-Samaria area could you recommend? And I think uh, I know I love uh, Shiloh wines. I was actually at the winery when I was in Israel. There is yeah. nothing like a good Israeli wine and drinking it knowing that you are supporting what is factually, historically, you know, Israel. Yeah. So uh, Shiloh, first of all, is from, uh, is from Samaria. Uh, but there are, there are other great wineries uh, from, uh, from that broad region of Judea and Samaria. And uh, one of those great wineries is Gushetia, uh which is in the Juden Hills. It's about a 10 to 15 uh, on the road that, that goes from Jerusalem to, uh, to Hebron, Hebron uh, which the, the two... Uh, We're getting... Okay. So Gushetzion, which is in the Juden Hills uh, between uh, Jerusalem and and uh, and Hebron, the two uh, the two uh, holy cities uh, in the Bible, uh, and uh, they 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 make amazing wines, but their white wine very special. And uh, one of my favorite wines from uh, from the Gushetzion winery is uh, the Gushetzion Non Oak Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, it's a very refreshing, crisp uh, white wine. Uh, that is delicious any day, uh, but you know, even if uh, if it's if it's if it's hot and humid like it is these days uh, in the New York, uh, New Jersey area, uh, it's going to really uh, to, to 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 really make you smile and uh, and relieve you from uh, uh, from the burden of the heat and the humidity. Well, it sounds like uh, 
busier than ever, getting wines from all over the world, despite COVID, uh, up to date, getting us on all the trends, uh, whether or not you're getting ready for Rosh Hashanah or whether or not you're just making dinner every night for you alone or even with, you know, your family. Tell us where our uh, loyal audience can buy your products. Oh, excuse me, I didn't, I, I didn't hear the last sentence. I said, I'm sorry. We have a little bit of technical difficulty. Uh, that's, that's the beauty of doing these uh, tapings <laughs> from all over the place because we can't get into studios. So anyway, uh, where can our uh, audience purchase the wines? Okay, so uh, most of the wines that I, uh, that I talked about are... Uh, uh, pretty, uh, pretty widely throughout the New Jersey area, uh, especially if you are in uh, in neighborhoods uh, with uh, with a substantial uh, Jewish population, uh, like in the towns, uh, like in uh, in some areas of Brooklyn, like uh, in Flatbush, Williamsburg, Moor Park, uh, in northern New Jersey, uh, in Bergen County, like Teaneck, Englewood, uh, those uh, those areas, uh, and if you're not, and if you live in the middle of nowhere, America, <laughs> uh, there there are several uh, there are several online retailers. You just have to type kosher wine on Google, for example, and you will find at least two or three of those websites, which have a tremendous selection, and they ship nearly anywhere in the country. And uh, those wines are almost always available on those websites. Okay. Hey everyone, this is Sean Kanan, and I'm hanging out with Cindy Gross on Cindy's Celebrity Corner at 6.20 a.m. If you're not watching, then your karate's a joke. Welcome back to Cindy's Celebrity Corner, and our next celebrity contributor guest uh, really is bringing a different perspective to Rosh Hashanah Rush, or back to school, or back to fall routines, and it's something we, especially we as women, think about, but men do also. Uh, and it's getting into binging on the idea of, I guess, FOMO, fear of. So joining us now is the author of the upcoming book, Binge and Sprint, Naomi Joseph. Welcome back. Thanks so much for having me. I always look forward to hanging out with you, Cindy. And I love talking with you because you always bring something different to the conversation, and we get a lot of feedback on it afterwards. So my question to you is, when we discussed Rosh Hashanah, your answer to me was, we really need to discuss the binge of FOMO because so many people have approached you about the upcoming season change and whether or not it's anxiety or how to handle uh, daily occurrences. We all think about it, but no one really talks about it. And you are going to be standing out as one that actually talks about it. So tell us, first of all, what's going on with the book? I saw some exciting updates on your social media. Yeah, so it's really exciting. We're entering the final stages. We've done the interior design and the exterior cover, and um, it's 
Goodness gracious, before I got picked up by a publisher, I wouldn't have been able to tell you how much goes into <laughs> doing a book and how many eyes have to be on it. It's gone through, I can't even begin to tell you how many edits, but now the publisher has it. She's doing her once through, and then I get a once through, and then it goes to the printer. So for all of you that have been so kind and so supportive and have pre-ordered it on Amazon, you will be getting it way before the release date. The release date is December 1st, but you guys should be getting it last week in October, first week in November. And you just go to Amazon and you go put in binge and sprint book and there it'll be with a bunch of donuts on the cover. Oh, so the donuts won. They did. The donuts won. So Naomi is so much of a people person and a group organizer and somebody that makes everybody feel special. She included everybody in the cover look, the look of the uh, type, and how each chapter begins. And it was very exciting to watch the anticipation and participation of your devoted fans. So talking about devoted fans, you know, we all talk about the end of summer and this year it's going to be really the end, you know, Labor Day starts the Jewish holidays months and you are on a show featuring Jewish holiday uh, festivities, but we don't talk about uh, the anxieties, the frustrations and uh, the the stress we put upon ourselves, for lack of a better word. Tell us more about it because you actually tell me that a lot of your followers are asking you about it and asking for advice. So what I have found, that even though there's all that FOMO and there's anxiety, the number one, the number one, Cindy, complaint that people have or, or what people are dealing with is comparison. People are comparing themselves to other people. And I will tell you that comparison is without a doubt the killer of all joy in life. Because comparison just takes all of your uniqueness. It does not recognize it and it throws it out the window. So especially at this time of the year, when everybody's out and about, everybody's out after COVID and we're in summer. And because we're in summer and everybody's outside and everybody is actually out and seeing each other now, everything's exposed. People's bodies are exposed. People's family life is exposed. The invitations that you're getting, what you are wearing, what you are going to be wearing, what your table setting looks like. Do you have the right accessories? Do you have the right car? Some people have summer homes that they're being invited to, and some people have better family relationships than others do. There is an endless array and endless categories where you can compare yourself to somebody else. It doesn't stop. And, um, I want to talk to you just a little bit about how comparison works, how we fall into it, what the spiral looks like, and where we end up, and then we could talk about how we get out of it. Are you ready, Cindy? I certainly am, because I could relate to it. I had a situation myself this week, and I came home from something that should have been very happy, and that comparison 
especially since I did a lot of the behind the scenes work and someone else got the credit. Oh God, that always stinks. So, and that happens a lot in, in my area. Uh, so um, I really want to hear it because I myself can benefit from this. So I will tell you, Cindy, that if somebody else is going to take the credit for something that you did, then maybe they really need it. And you don't need it. You're fabulous. You know you're fabulous. We all know that you're fabulous. And if you can give that to them and that will make them feel amazing, go right ahead. I could hear my father in my head going, Gazinta hate. Go, enjoy, take it. And if that's what you really need, I'm so glad that I was able to do that for you. And the world goes round and just know that that'll come back to you. But in terms of really how comparison works, it's just there we are. And we were, you know, you could be outside in the summer, just like all the examples that we just gave. And there you are minding your own business. And then all of a sudden you see people in their life and they're soaring. They're their bodies look fabulous. Their businesses are doing well. They have all this family that they could get together with and a million other things where you may feel lacking. And I'm not even talking about the endless stream of it that we see on the Facebook reel. Okay. So then there you are doing your own thing, but then you get distracted because all of a sudden you see all of these people that have what you want. So you're like, Oh, let me see what they're doing. And then this is the first vital mistake. What you do is you stop doing what you're doing, which is you know how to run your life. You know how to get where you want to go. But because they got there first, or maybe they have things that you think you want, or you think that they have that thing, but they really don't, but they're putting on a good show. So what you do is you stop you're doing your own unique brand of what you uniquely are to get to where you want to go. You forget about that and you take, okay. So there you are minding your own business. And then all of a sudden you start seeing people out and about in life, just like how we were talking, just how we were, what we were discussing or you see them on social media, which we didn't even hit upon that, but the endless stream of the Facebook reel. And then you say, you know what? They seem to have, because we really don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but they seem to have what I've been chasing. So what you do is you stop what you're doing. You stop what you are doing in terms of your own unique brand of how you always got to where you wanted to go of your authenticity and you leave that behind and then you look at what they're doing and you start copying what they're doing and we all know what that is oh where are you going on vacation where did you get that dress what diet are you on who's your hairstylist wait a minute, I didn't know that you went to that beach club. And then all of a sudden, you forget about your uniqueness and your authenticity, and you start trying to copy the other right. person. So then you start copying them and copying them, which never works because you're not them. 
You can't do what they do. You need to go back and find the authentic you and go back to what you were doing because that works for you. But no, you start copying the other person and the other person is just minding their own business. They're rolling along in their authenticity. And that's why they keep climbing higher and higher and doing better and better because they are being authentic to their own uniqueness and doing their own unique way of how they always get to where they want to go. But you can't be them. So you're trying to copy them. And in trying to do so and forgetting your authentic self, you go down and down and down. So they keep going up and you keep going down. And now the gulf between you is huge. And now you're comparing that big gulf. So I could tell you because I am and I, I have been for many years a Jewish activist, but I don't sit all day on social media. If I want to make a contact with somebody, I usually tend to meet them in person or on phone and build a relationship. But now everybody, especially since they see the success of one or two major Jewish influences, they are all trying and they sit all day like they, especially I see this in my political arena. They don't know the candidates or the issues. They sit and copy and paste and put it on social media like they're giving advice and they know it all. But they couldn't make any connections with these politicians. So, A, they get jealous of me when I have it and I don't give it to them. Or, B, they just, you know, they get frustrated and they, like you said, they're watering down their brand the, the two or three people that are really well-known are still getting the phone calls and they're still getting the jobs or whatever it is that is going on in that particular arena. But it, it overall waters it down. I mean, in New York Fashion Week, fashion designers are not so interested anymore in Instagram followers. If you have 500,000 followers, it doesn't make a difference because you're not giving them $500,000 worth of business. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. Well, I, I feel like I am, and I spent much of my life in the category of people that try to copy. So I understand they're trying to become better. They're trying to follow what other people are doing. And I know what it is to lose myself in, in the comparison game. And what happens then is that you, you lose your your self-worth and you start to feel really bad about yourself because you're wishing that you were that other person. And when you don't feel as worthy as a person, you you, you don't treat yourself nicely. You don't appreciate all the great things about yourself. You don't practice gratitude for all that you have, all of the things that make us happy and make us us and make us wake up and excited about life, like treating yourself nicely, all the things I just said, appreciating the great things you have, practicing gratitude. We don't do those things. So then you just get stuck in a very, very low place and you forget what makes you uniquely you. So in a few, the few last minutes we have, because this is a time of, comparison, competitiveness, insecurities. How can someone focus in on not being competitive, on achieving their best? 
So I will tell you that um, one of my jobs is that um, I am a top level in a network marketing company, and this network marketing company is known as the darling of the network marketing companies, and for good reason. I was this past weekend in Green Bay, Wisconsin, at um, at a at a conference with a community of top level people in this network marketing company, and the love and the unconditional acceptance for each person and the importance that was placed equally on each individual. What that allowed me to do was amazing. So I'm going to tell you, when you give yourself unconditional love and acceptance for your authentic self, it frees you. And what you're, what's holding you back disappears when you love yourself and when you accept yourself, it gives you permission to set down all that baggage that you're carrying so that you can run free. And when you hone in that energy, all of a sudden, everything that you've been chasing starts chasing you. And that's when you can find yourself. And that's when all of, because you're putting out all this good energy, all of a sudden, all these things start finding you. And you've got to stop chasing the other people and stop the comparison game so that what you authentically want can come to you. It's all about putting out that positive energy. And it starts with self-love and acceptance and finding your worth. Well, that is an incredible way to discuss the binge of comparison and the sprint of successful self-love. If that's the best, I think that's really important. And that's so timely because this holiday season, we don't give ourselves enough self-love. Well, hope, well, really, Rosh Hashanah is going to be a huge and wonderful opportunity to really sit and think about that and decide how you want to go forward into the future and making it about um, the connection between you and yourself and your maker um, instead of your table setting and how many kugels you've made for side dishes. Although the kugels are good, too. <laughs> they are. That's a good comparison. <laughs> Naomi Joseph, as always, your words of wisdom are so unique and inspiring. And that's why every month after you're on, we get loads of response. We're going to start featuring the book next month. We're going to start featuring it on our uh, website. And we wish you a very happy Lashana Tova. And we'll see you next month with some more um, binge. Welcome back to Cindy's Celebrity Corner. I am your host, Cindy Gross. And just like that, the hour flew by. I promised you great guest, great conversation, and lots of information to think about. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please let me know what you think. You can reach out to me through my website, Cindy's Corners, and email me through there, or... You can reach me and follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Never miss an episode. Download it on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, Podbean, Jewish Podcast, 
And you can also listen to us through the Talk Line Radio Networks. Thank you for joining Cindy Celebrity Corner, where all our angles and points meet and where you don't have to be Jewish to enjoy the Celebrity Corner. Thank you and have a good night.